This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome to the Entrepreneur. We're your host, Amy and Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, happy new year. Happy new year. Here we go. We're doing new, this. New year upon us. We, we like it. It's a good time to reset um, yes. and really focus on the business and, and the book of business and everything that we work with a lot of our clients on. And I think today we wanted to talk about, especially some of the stuff that you've been seeing and hearing just related to a lot of the hype that's out there on social media that just, you know, max your max your book of business without any work basically you know achieve a ton of upside and, and never put in any work and and we want to just kind of unpack that a little bit and talk about there's a time and place where that may be the case but there's also a time and place if you're getting started or, or things along those lines that that's it's just not reality no matter how you frame your mindset or anything else like that yeah it's it's not reality and these are the things that i read all the time and I think the message is going to the wrong people. You know, it's it's um, work work less, make more money. Mm-hmm. That's just not possible for a lot of people. Sure sounds good, though. Doesn't Makes me want to click. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, I want to know, how the hell are you doing that? Like, it's not possible. You know, and down the road, yes, it's possible. And if they're speaking to owners or established stylists that have a following, have a clientele, sure, that can work. And also, if you're doing a lot of um, things that you could hire out, that also makes sense to me, right? Like if you're if you're doing all the payroll yourself, you're doing all the bookkeeping yourself, you're you're running and getting all the orders, and you're you're not maximizing your time. Well, that's foolish, you know. Especially when you're established, if you hire that out, then you're working less, and you're still you're making. You're making more because you can spend more time either behind the chair or doing the things behind the scenes that you have to for your business. So in that case, that makes sense to me. Right. Well, we spend a lot of time working with owner operators and that that is what we're helping them do is come up with a strategy to delegate the right things that will free them up to grow their business or improve their client experience or whatever that looks like. So yes, there's definitely a path for that. But I think the thing you mentioned is it is kind of clickbaity in that no matter who you are, if you're out of beauty school, fresh out or a couple years and you don't have an established clientele, we're certainly not saying, you you know, I think we learned some things the hard way where you put in tons of hours. We worked 50, 60 hours. We would just work, work, work. And we love the money and we love the upside. But so I think there's a balance there of putting the right amount of time in, but saying you don't need to work and you'll get all the upside. It's a very linear thing. If you have more hours that you can take more clients, you will make more money. And we understand there's a balance there. But I think the thing that drives you nuts is the shit ain't magic. You know, you don't just right. get to wish it and all of a sudden you're going to have a full book of business. There's things you can do better. There's things to you can do to improve yeah. your odds. 
But this whole hopium thing that everybody's selling out there that it's just going to magically be your ideal clients in a full book of business, work two days a week and whatever, without establishing any reputation, any referral business, it's crap. It really is. And and I know that's yeah. the thing you're always talking to me about. Like, look at this thing. Like, this is this is junk, you know? Yeah. Well, and I hear it. You know, I do these interviews and you get this stylist straight out of beauty school and she's like, oh, I just want to work like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday you know, from nine to five. Well, that's great. That's not when I need you. Right. That's not when the majority of clients need you, you know, so can you do it? Yeah. You can, you can shoot out of beauty school. You can do those hours and you can pray that you get booked and it can take you years to establish a good clientele years. And you can sit, you can sit for days and days without clients and make no money. So is that, is that the message? Like you, you're working more or working less and making more? I don't think that's making more. You no, know, it just odds aren't that that's not going to be the way it works out. No. No, and so, you know, it, you have to work for these clients. You have to do the right things to get these clients in your chair. And if you're not, the person you work for better be doing it. And so, set yourself up, get to the right salon with the right people in place to help you do that and start off work the hours that you need to work to establish the clientele. And then after you do, sure, then you can start saying, well, I, I'm a, I'm going to work four days a week. You know, you have people now that like your work. They see the results that you've been doing, whether you're posting them um, or they just had, had it done before in the past. And they're willing to wait for you because they're like, she's the best. Mm-hmm. Now you've you've got something established and now they'll refer people to you as well. So it's kind of all working for you at this point. But it takes a while to get there. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. And if I would have ever started a business like that, we would not have any success in our businesses. And and like you and I were talking, it doesn't even matter behind the chair. I mean, your business too, my business, um, our businesses together. There's a lot of work that goes into the beginning of creating a business. Mm-hmm. And so, sure, do I want to work less? Yes. But I know I'll get there. I know at the beginning I have to put in the work. Right. So, and that's not just behind the chair. That's like we talked about building, um, building salons. It's hiring the people and then answering the questions and picking out all of the stuff and ordering this and then like you have to show up for that. Right. So it's, it's not just don't read the hype and go, oh my gosh, I, that's what I want to do. It doesn't work that way. There's just no way, there's no magic, like you said, that makes it work that way. You have to put in the work. Right. Well, I think, like you're saying, there's there's a trade-off. If you want to be very intentional with how much you want to work, it's two days a week, it's this time period. One, good luck finding a salon that will give you exactly what you want. But if you do, great. But to your point, it's going to take a long time for that to work out. So if you do have a vision of that, which we're big on setting goals and where you want to be, but it's not just being a stylist. It's any job you need to start and you need to build those skills and you need to build that network and, and all of those things. That's, that's just facts for anything that you do in any industry. And so why the salon business would be any different. And honestly, to some degree, it's even more difficult because there's so much competition. There's so many people vying for your client's time that if you're new 
and you're not established and you're making them work around your schedule, you're probably going to lose them as a client oh, for fast, sure. you know, sure. and there's no reason. And you might think you're the bomb already. Mm-hmm. And maybe you are picking up things really fast, but there's still another season stylist out there. That's just got that, that little bit of extra. They spent the time to make that technique. They're a little bit faster in how they get you through the chair. You just need to know there's competition out there. So I guess respect if you want to say this is this I'm defining right out of beauty school what my hours are going to be, but I think it's going to be a long road and you're going to learn some tough lessons. And for salon owners, it's the same thing. If you have stylists that are starting out, like you said, very demanding, it's probably going to be tough for you to fill their books because there's such a narrow window of time that they're going to be available and and even still trying to get the right clientele for whatever that stylist is. Just a lot of challenges with that mentality in, in the early stages of either starting a business or being a new stylist. Right. And why would the salon owner choose you if you want to limit your days of the week and the fir- in the first place when you know there's somebody else who's like out of it and they're hungry and they're ready? And so why you versus them? You guys are at the same level. And yeah, there's people that grow a lot faster, um, which I I love to make happen and, you know, um, and show them how to get there, but they have to want it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I like to work with those people too. So I I love an eager, hungry stylist that's right out the gate. That's like, teach me everything. I want to go after this career. And that's awesome. And that's also the person that will get there faster that that can cut their schedule down in the future that will have the demand because they want it you know and then you've got the people that you know are are in the interview they're asking you for what they want well that's not when that's not when we have the clients you know yeah okay saturdays do we want to work saturdays not necessarily somebody has to freaking work saturdays Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be the people that need to build because that's usually when the demand is for the clients Right. So it, it it's not always what we want. And I think that message is so wrong for the new stylist because they come out with this ego and, and you're just not there yet. And I, like I said, I want to help everybody get there, but you can't come at an owner like that because we're working so hard, but we know when the demand is, needs to be filled. Right. And if you're not willing to be there for that, then what's the point? Well, and we both worked in the the food service industry, bartending, serving, all that kind of stuff. When you started a new restaurant, you think they're putting you on Friday nights and Saturday nights where the max tips are, where you want to be working, you want to be bartending. Hell no, you're doing Monday nights and Tuesday nights and whatever shifts, and they've got the people that have been there. Again, it's it's no different, but you need to build that so that you can then slot into the right schedule. And, right. and that's how that hierarchy of any business gets created. So- It's crazy to think there's any industry out there where you just dream your perfect schedule and the business owner needs to be accommodating. It's just not, it's not going to work. No, because I mean, at at that point, you don't have a lot to offer yet. You might have a good personality. Great. You might dress nice. I mean, that's all really we have to go off of. I mean, you can show me an interview, what you can do as far as a highlight, but it's usually one shot we get. I mean, that doesn't show me much. Different situations will put you in those different uh, right, different clients, and and how you manage that client, and even you know you'll grow and evolve with your talk track and the way that you respond to people. It it just it has to be developed. You haven't seen enough, and you know so you you can't put that out there saying like this is what I'm gonna do. 
if if you want to work at a good place, because I mean, I wouldn't hire you. And right. I and I know a lot of other ones would, and you might be awesome. Like you might turn into something super awesome. And but we have to we have to have a, a stylist that's eager and just down for whatever and hungry, like really right. hungry at the beginning. So don't don't come in with just because you read something saying that you can you can limit your schedule right out the gate and make more money. It's not possible. Like just right. think it out. It's not possible. Also, like. I, I'm all for people setting um, the tone when they're like, make sure that you don't let people, you know, abuse you. Like you, you set, you set the tone as far as how you feel about a client. Like you're not going to let people push you around. You're not, I, I'm for that. And I agree with that, but there's gotta be a give and take. Like when I hear stylists be like, well, I don't really want that client. She seems this, or she seems that you, you can't do that at the beginning. Now I don't want somebody treating anybody bad. I don't want you to feel a certain way, but we're we're gonna have to bend a little bit. Like you can't just custom pick your people because that again, that's not how it works. Right. Yep. There's a, there's a balance for that stuff. So I think if you're a new stylist, you're gonna need to put in some work. Just get that into your or head salon right now. Owner. Like, well, that's where real. I'm going next. Yeah. Is, okay. So then there's the salon owner. That is, if you've been an owner operator for a period of time, again, I see the ads. It's just you know make more money than ever before and don't be behind the chair anymore. And again, that's a target for a lot of our owner operators that we work with, but there needs to be a plan for that. Cause it's not like you can just one day turn the light switch. I'm sure it's been tried. I'm sure there's one or two success stories out there, but if you want to go by and large, there's a plan there. There's a, there's a, right. I don't know, maturity to how you handle that. And I, I think that's important. And then same thing for salon owners that are hiring. If you have demanding people coming in, even if they look great and everything's perfect, just you should have that little voice in the back of your head saying, this is probably going to be a challenge long term. Like this person probably isn't going to be easygoing and working with me to grow their book of business. It should be a partnership in that regard. And if they're coming in like, you know, with their list of 20 demands and their ideal client, and I'm only going to work with this type of client, yeah. you're going to be in a tough spot and you're going to be yeah. wasting your investment and you could have got someone else that's hungrier and more eager to learn that maybe isn't as polished in a couple of areas, but we'll we'll bet on that all day long versus somebody 100%. that comes in with a, no, no, this is how it's going to go. And you're like, deuces. Yeah, and don't be desperate to hire them just because I know I've been in those situations where I've felt like, ah, oh, it's really hard to find stylists, you know, and I wasn't going about things the right way at the time. But, you know, if somebody would have came to me, maybe it would have taken them anyway, just because like, well, she's a stylist. She can fill the chair. Don't do that anymore. I'd rather be by myself. And I've talked about this a lot. Um, it's it's creating the right people. Because once you get that person in there, even if you have some good good stylists, it will it'll change the whole culture. Mm-hmm. So just hire slow. Find the right people. Don't let them dictate everything and be demanding on you. You're the one that put the money out that is, you know, hopefully filling or helping them fill their books. Um, You have all the skin in the game. So just keep that in mind, which I know is hard to do sometimes in different situations that I've been in as well. Uh, And also just like as far as the working harder, like I I try to do that myself. It's easier said than done, like cutting your days down. You know, Mm -hmm. I like I like working. And I like money and there's, but there's so much that I need to do. That's not behind the chair too. So I am in one of those situations where it's like, you need to cut back so we can do more of this for the business. Right. 
So the message is actually for people like me. And there's there's tons of uh, people like me that need to take that and run with it. But it's not for everybody. And so that's why it drives me nuts. Because right. I'm like, don't don't limit yourself right out the gate, guys. Just go for it. Build what you want. Build it so you can do that. But if you haven't built it, then you're not there yet. Right. No, I think that's the message for this. It It, it is a build versus demand. And whether you're coming from a, an owner perspective or a stylist perspective, I kind of like this episode because we're talking to everybody and hopefully a stylist can see things now from the owner perspective and vice versa. And let's all build together. I think that's always our message and yeah. we should be working together to do that. And to do that requires some compromise, maybe on the days of the week that you work or the hours that you work to begin with. And once you've established that, yes, you, you've got a little bit more that you can work together on and it works for both parties. So build versus demand, and then you will earn that right to for sure. to work however many days of the week you want to. But right. And then the owner will be happy to hand it to you. You know, for one, we don't have to fill your schedule anymore. Right. I mean, it's not hard anymore. It's already filled. You already have these people that now they're demanding you, you know, so it's it's the flip flop and it's great. And I can talk, I can talk from both sides. I am a stylist and I am a salon owner, you know, so I do both roles. I, I work behind the chair. I busted, I bust my butt every time we, we build a salon in both situations. Like I am behind the chair at the beginning because I'm building that business. I'm establishing the clientele, you know, while I build my team. Mm -hmm. And that's how I like to start mine. And now I'm not saying I have to do that every time, but I'm usually eager and ready to go. So um, and I also want to kind of see just because we have had salons in different markets, I want to see what, what do these clients look like? What is the demand look like? And if I don't start building the business, then I won't know until I hire the right people, which takes some time. So that's how for me, I can talk to both sides because I am both. Right. Well, cool. Well, let's, let's start off 23 like this and say, build something, focus on building. Yes. Then you can get a little demanding, I guess, but let's focus on building yeah. together right now. Have a great week. Talk to y'all soon. Later.